The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Beitza has been dedicated anonymously of Meir Ben Esther. Amen. has been dedicated as well Amen. We bless our anonymous sponsor that Bezat Hashem he should be blessed with Arichut Yamim, health, Oshel, Veoshel, Vechavod, and Bezat Hashem should be Zocher in the near future to raise a family uh, and continue all his good work for the community. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Binyamin Ben Esther. Hashem Yishmerehu Vihayehu. May Bezat Hashem continue. To grow in Mahalot HaTorah V'Yirat Shamayim May see much nahat From his children Oshir ve'oshir ve'chavod Hayim Arukim v'shalom Amen v'amen Daf Chav Dalid Today's Daf is being studied L'Ilun Shmat Avraham ben Esther Ruach Hashem Tanihenu began Eden Amen Today's Daf is being studied L'Ruach Shilema Sarabat Rachel Enna Refanala V'toch Sha'ar Chodah Amo Yisrael Amen we begin today, Be'ozat Hashem, the third Perek, Then Masechet Be'etzah, we begin at the Mishnah, on Davchav Gimal, Amud Bet, and the Mishnah begins, En Sadin Dagim Men Abibarim Be'yom Tov. They are not allowed to trap fish from the ponds on Yom Tov. And we really have to understand, why should it be forbidden to trap fish on Yom Tov, seemingly Ochen Nefesh is permissible. After all, you are allowed to make Shechita on Yom Tov, you can slaughter an animal, you're allowed to bake, you're allowed to cook on Yom Tov, so how do you get a fish? you got to trap it first. So the Chaura, why should it be Asur to trap fish? So uh, Rashi holds that really uh, only Ochen Nefesh that cannot have been done from the day before is permissible on Yom Tov. Shaita, you can't do make Shaita the day before, because the animal is going to get spoiled by the time you want to eat it on Yom Tov. It's going to get hot, it's going to decompose. The same thing with cooking or baking bread. You're going to bake bread yesterday, so what's going to happen? It's not going to be fresh. It's nothing like fresh bread. So therefore, the only type of melachot that she holds you allowed to do on Yom Tov are melachot that you couldn't do before. But trapping a fish, what's the difference? You could have trapped it the day before, keep it in the water, <laughs> you know, keep it, uh, you know, fresh so it doesn't uh, spoil. And then on your top itself, it's trapped already. Because you trapped it the day before, just take it out of the water and, uh, you know, uh, uh, cook it and do whatever you want with it. So therefore, that she holds, it's something that you could have done yesterday, you're not allowed to do that. That's the she tato. Tosfot argues on that she. Tosfot says, no, that's not the reason. The reason why trapping fish uh, is a sur on Yom Tov, he says, because trapping is Dominic Sida. We learned earlier that not every melachav of is permissible on Yom Tov. Right? The rabbis only allowed you from lash and on. From uh, the kneading and forward. But uh, before that, for example, you can't go to the field on Yom Tov now and start uh, ketzira. Start uh, 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 um, uh, reaping uh, wheat. That's a sur. So he wants to say tzeda. When you pluck a fish out of the water, that's similar to being kotzer. That's like you're uh, plucking a wheat out of the ground. 
So that's a famous Mahlokat Rashiva Tosfot. What's the reason why you can't trap fish from the ponds? That she holds, why? Because she should have done it from before. Yom Tov. Tosfot says, because it's Domeh, Vixira. Okay. The end not Nim Mezonot. Second law of the Mishnah. Nor can you feed the fish on Yom Tov. You cannot put it for the Mezonot. That she again says over here, why not? Because even though when the Pasuk says, and someone when it says the word nefesh, it doesn't only mean humans, nefesh. It means even animals. Meaning, nefesh, you can even feed your animals. That's because an animal, if you don't feed it, doesn't have any food. Masheke and a fish can exist on himself. How? There's weeds on the bottom of the ocean. There's uh, moss or different plants that he can eat. Plus, the fish themselves eat each other. You know, the big fish eats the small fish. So therefore, that she says, well, this is a Torah, which means the Torah does not allow you to feed the fish. Tosfot has a different understanding why you can't feed the fish. He learns the reason why you can't feed the fish is it's a gizera because you might come to trap the fish. So it's all really one, one law. You can't trap, and since you can't trap, we don't want you to feed, because what's going to happen? You stop feeding the fish, you're going to come down and trap it. So then what's a gizera out to this? So it's what links the two uh, reasons together, where that sheet it's two separate. Alachor. Okay. Aval, sadin hayavarof menabibarim. Mishnah says you're about to trap hayavarof, that would be animals and uh, birds, from the bibarim. Bibarim, in this case, would be like their cages or the pen. Right, it's already penned in like a cage. So therefore you can trap them. Why? Because when they're in the pen, they're trapped already. In seda, you can't trap something twice. So therefore once already they're in the holding cage, they would put them in a cage, they would feed them in the cage, etc. So therefore, I'm not trapping it. Already it's trapped already before you have So therefore I'd be able to. Now you'll tell me, oh, if that's the case, so what, why is the fish considered uh, trapping? They're in the bibarim, they're in the pods. Because fish, they're able to, you know, hide away under the different crevices and the cracks in the water. So then, even if a fish is in a pond, he's not considered trapped already. Because he can always, you know, swim away under the, he has flexibility to hide. But when you have an animal in a cage, where's he going? He's, he's trapped already. So therefore, it's no problem to go into the cage on Yom Tov and take the animal. For that matter, Vinotim if name is or not. You'll have to feed the animals. Now, according to Rashi, the reason why you can feed the animals is because these animals, if you don't feed them, they're not going to have food over here. Especially, let's say during the winter where there's no food, there's no grass and things like that. Or even in the summer where there is grass, but in certain places, let's say, where people walk. So they trample on the grass, so there's no, there's no food for them. So in these cases over here, it's mezunotum alecha. You have your obligation to feed them. So feeding the animals is not a problem. According to the Tosfot, very simple. Once you're allowed to trap them, there's no trapping, there's no problem of feeding. There's no gezera. No problem of feeding, which you might come to trap. Here you're allowed to trap them. So therefore, there's no problem to feed them. The Ba'at Shalom comes and says, Not every cage is the same. This is the rule. If the animal is not trapped, if he's in a certain cage, which the Gemara will discuss, where he's not considered trapped, so it's asur. Because if he's not trapped, then what you're doing on Yom Tov is trapping. But if he's not lacking trapping, if he is trapped already, mutar. Because you can't trap after a trap. And the Gabbana will explain, is the Bansu Gabbana arguing on this other opinion, or he's just coming to 
define. Because really he's making sense. He's like, listen, not all pens are the same. It depends how big the cage is. You know, a big cage, maybe the animal's not trapped. A smaller cage, he is trapped. So the Kaurat Tanakhama should agree to such a, uh, such a concept. So I will explain exactly what the Bancho Mongolia is doing uh, in this Mishnah. Now we begin. So again, let's get our facts straight in order to understand this uh, piece of Gemara. According to our Mishnah, when it comes to Hayan of, when it comes to animals, and when it comes to birds, our Mishnah says it is permissible to trap them in the cages, from the cages, on Yom Tov. What does it mean it's permissible to trap them? It means they're considered trapped already. When they're in the cage, they're considered caught. So you're not doing any Isur by trapping them. Yeah? So now the Gebra asked the question from a Braita. Urmini, Urminu, we have a contradiction. Bibarim shel kayab shel ofot. You have these cages of animals and birds. En sadin mehem biyom tov. Head on question. En sadin mehem. You're not allowed to trap from these cages on yom tov. The end not even if them is not. No, can you feed them? Kasha kayab a kayab. Kasha ofot a ofot. So the Gemara is double question. You have a stira from animal to animal, birds to birds. Amishtah said, animal and birds, you can't trap them from the cages. It excludes says the Braita, you can't. So how do you reconcile this uh, stira? So, let's answer one at a time. The animals to the animals is not a question because of the following uh, Mishnah, I can say from a second Shabbat. How to be you, how banan. I can say one Braita is going like, or one Mishnah is going like, Rabbanan, and one opinion is going like Rabbi Yehuda. Well, where do we see Machlokit Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbanan? Ditnan, Masechet Shabbat. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Hatsad Sipor Lemigdal. Trapping a bird to be Hayav, you have to trap it in a place where it's trapped. Where is a bird considered trapped? In a Migdal. Migdal is like a closet. I guess if, if you trap a bird in a big area, he's not trapped because you can just fly, uh, fly out the window. You trap him in the house. He's not trapped. He can fly. He can, he can, he can escape. When is a bird considered trapped according to the Biyuda? You get him in a small enclosed area. <coughs> you get him in the closet. You close the door. Okay, that's considered trapping. Everybody, everybody agrees to this, by the way. Even the rabbis that we're going to learn will hold for birds. The only way it's considered trapping them, which is sur, is when you get him in the migdal. Now, the svi, however, when you're trapping a svi, a deer... Labayit Hayav Only when you get the Svi You get him in the house Svi's running around, right? You trap him, not enough You gotta get him into the house Lock the door Once you get the Svi trapped in the house You are now over Tzad Now, let, let us speak it out That means Once he's in the house If you go now in the house and grab the Svi He's trapped already Again, always remember the rule Once he's trapped then it becomes permissible. Because you're trapping it. He's trapped already. Right? So therefore the Gemara makes a diyuk. Yeah, the Behuda says, when is a Svi trapped? Dafka, when he's in the house. Aval the Bibari, no. But in the Bibar, but according to the Behuda, let's say you trap the Svi, you put him in one of these cages. He, he didn't say cages, he said house. So a cage is not considered trapping. That means... If you have a Svi in the Bibar, according to the Biyuda, and now you go and trap it, it's considered trapping. Because she's not considered trapped in the Bibar. Oh, so we found the author to the Braita. The Braita that said that you cannot trap from the Bibarim an animal must be going like the Biyuda. Because just like if you put it in the Bibar, you're not over Tzad. 
So therefore, taking it out of the Bibar is going to be considered Yitzad. Because as long as it's in the Bibar, it's not considered Nitzad. So therefore, if it's not Nitzad, when you trap it in the Bibar, it's going to be considered you made the trapping. Good? So we found an author to the Brayta. Uh, but who's the author of Al-Mishnah? Here we go. But we agree. When it comes to birds, the only way to trap is you got to get it in the closet. However, when it comes to the deer, now we read that uh, to the house, or even if you box it into the garden, or you box it into the courtyard, even if you cage it, that's considered Hayab. She's on Yom Tov or Shabbat. You went, you took a Svi, and you right away grabbed it like, and you put it into the Bibar, into the cage, and you locked the cage. You trapped. That means a Svi in the Bibar is trapped already. Therefore, let's speak it out now. Next stage, if you went and took it from the Bibar, you didn't do anything. Because he's already trapped. So the author of our Mishnah that said it's permissible to trap from the Bibarim must be going like Shitat Chachamim. So what we basically did is we made the Braita and the Mishnah the Rabbanan and Rabbi Yehuda. Of course, that's not the best way to answer a Mahloket. Because you know, you'd rather try to say that everything is going according to one opinion. But so far we have no choice. We have to say the Mishnah is going like Shitat Hachamim, and the Brayta is going like Shitat Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara says, Ela ofot ofot kasha. Well, now we got to answer the birds. Because when it comes to the birds, everybody said, the only way a bird is considered trapped is in a Migdal. That means if a bird's flying around in a Bibar, according to everybody, it's not trapped. And therefore, our Mishnah doesn't make any sense. Because our Mishnah clearly said, if you trap a bird from the Bibar on Yom Tov, Mutal. What do you mean? So, until it's in the Migdal, he's not trapped. So therefore, the Gemara, according to everybody, our Mishnah does not make any sense, yes. right? So the Gemara says, I'll answer the birds also. Well, I can answer like this: <coughs> different Bibarim. Not all Bibarim are created equally. I can say, you know what the case of our Mishnah is? It's talking about a Bibar, a cage. But it has a roof. It's a roofed bibar. And therefore, when the bird is in a roofed bibar, he's caught. Where is he going to run? Where is he going to escape from? So therefore, when the Mishnah says that you can take a bird from the bibar on Yom Tov, it's a bibar that is mekorah. Either b'raita. The b'raita that says you can't take a bird from the bibar. That's what a bibar is. no mekorah. Since it has no roof, so the bird is not trapped, because the bird can escape. So therefore, I'll answer the bird uh, uh, stira, also by making a haluk in what type of bibar. Kebaraz is not going to help you. So answer does not work. Why? Veha bayit. Now, a house, dich bibar mekoradame. Wouldn't you say that a house is similar to a cage with a roof? What is a house? So it's a big area, open area, that has a roof. Oh, and wouldn't everybody say in the Mishnah Masechet Shabbat, Uben Rabbi Yehuda, Uben Rabbanan, Sipor Migdal in. The only time a bird is considered trapped is when he's in the Migdal in the closet. Labayit lo. But in the house, even though it's roofed, is not considered 
trapped. Ben Rabbi Yehuda, Ben Rabbanan. So we're back to our Mishnah. Do you want to tell me, oh, you know what our Mishnah is talking about? Where you're trapping the bird, which is mutar, according to the Mishnah, it was in a biba with a roof. Hey, no. According to no shita, that's considered trapped already. Because the only way a bird is trapped, according to Achamim and the Yehuda, is in a migdal. Anything not in the Megdal, the bird is not considered trapped. Therefore, you should be Hayab if you're going to take it from the Bibar Mekora on Yom Tov. So we're stuck. How are you going to answer, Sipor? How are you going to answer the birds? It's given us Amar Rabar or Baravuna Hacha Besipor Deror Askinan. You know what we're talking about over here? We're talking about over here a special type of bird. A bird that's called a sipor deror. A sipor deror, the Gemara says, she'ena mekabelet marut. It doesn't accept uh, mastering, which means it's not domesticated. And therefore, like Rabbi Ishmael teaches us, the Tana the Bir of Ishmael, lamma nikra shema sipor deror. The word deror can mean from the word dar. Dar means it lives. But deror is like a plural, it lives everywhere. Meaning, which means it lives in the house like it lives in the field. You can't catch it. It's a free bird. It just flies all over the place. Oh, so now already I can start answering. But we're going to say, we're talking about there's, there's different birds. Not all birds are the same. And therefore I'll say, our Mishnah that said you're allowed to trap a bird from the Bibar, that's what a regular bird it's a regular bird. Once it's in the bibar, it's considered trapped. Aye, the brighter that said you can't trap birds from a bibar. That's a supporter. That's a wild bird that's flying all over. Ah, and also the biuda and the hakamim. That's the only way you could trap a bird. You got to get it in the migdal. That's also a supporter. So therefore, I can really say that when it comes to the bird. <laughs> Our Mishnah is going like everybody. Because <coughs> our Mishnah is discussing a regular domesticated bird. And therefore, when it's in a bibar, it's caught already. Aye, but what do you mean? We had a whole thing with the biuda and uh, Hachamim. They said, no, a bird is only trapped when it's in the migdal. That's a different type of bird. That's a sipor, deror. So therefore, I can make a haluk between the birds. So now the Gebarah says, wait. Hashtad da'atit la'achir. Once already, you're giving this option to answer that there's different type of birds, and therefore you're making the Mishnah according to everybody. Which means when it came to birds, you want to say everybody will agree on Mishnah. If there's a regular bird in the Bibar, it's trapped. So therefore, on Yom Tov, you can take it. But when it came to Hayah, we made a machloket. We said the Mishnah is going like the Banan, the Bright is going like the Biuda. So the Gabbara wait. Once already you made the birds the kula alma, let's try to answer the stira from animals also the kula alma. How? I can answer the stira from the birds going according to all the things. Like I told you, we'd rather not say, this is going like the biuda, this is going like the banana. I'd rather give an answer that can go all, let's say, according to the banana. Is that possible? Yes, it is. I can make a haluk in what type of bibar it is. Which means, I can tell you like this. Our Mishnah that said, you're allowed to trap from the bibarim, I'll tell you, you know why? It's talking about a small cage. 
a small cage, and we'll define what a small cage means, but a small cage already the animal is trapped. It's a small cage, the animal can't go anywhere. So that's why you're ready on Yom Tov, you can trap from there, because I can see the trap, the animal is trapped already. Oh, what do you mean? But rabbis, uh, you told us in the, uh, uh, or, or we have a brighta, the brighta that said, it is considered trapping, I'll tell you, that's talking about a bibar, gadol. In a bibar gadol, a big uh, cage, on Yom Tov, you can't trap from, because that's considered tzad. So I answered the stiraf between the brighta and the mishnah, bibar gadol, bibar katan. Aye, but what about in Masechet Shabbat? Rabbis, you said that if you take a deer and you put it in the house or the garden or the courtyard or the bibar, it's considered trapping. Yeah, I'll tell you that's talking about a bibar katan as well. That if you trap it in a bibar katan on Yom Tov, it's trapped. But if it's in a bibar katan already, you can take it from the bibar katan. You see, you wouldn't be able to put it in the bibar katan because putting it in the bibar katan, that's sad. But if it's in the Bibar Katan already from before Yom Tov, like Amish now, you can take it out, because it's trapped already. Therefore, I could say, all the Mishnah and the Braita is going like the Banan. So let's just review what happened over here. Which means originally, Aristira, one Braita, one Mishnah, our Mishnah says, Haya, you can trap from the Bibar. It's not considered trapping. I got a Braita that says, you can't. So, oh, how am I going to answer this Braita over here? How am I going to answer this Mishnah? Stira. Oh, I'll say, you know what? The Mishnah that says you can trap from the Bibar is going according to the opinion of Rabbanan. That says once it's in the Bibar, it's trapped. <laughs> and the Bright that says you can trap is going like the Biuda. Because he knows when it's in the Bibar, it's not considered trapped. And therefore, it's a suit to trap. Okay, good. Kibras, you know what? Once already you're answering birds, because what type of bird am I saying the Mishnah is talking about? A regular bird. And everybody holds a regular bird in a cage. This is already considered trap, no problem. I but the Braita, the Braita was talking about a Sipur Deror. That's a wild bird that uh, flies all over the place. That's why even if it's in a Bibar, it's not considered trap. Therefore, if you take it from the Bibar, Hayab. And the Braita, and the Mishnah, Masikat Shabbat, that's in the Biuda. And Achabim said, that the only time you Hayab on a bird is when you get it in a cage, or in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a closet, in a Migdal. That's also about a Sipur Deror. Good, so the birds, everybody agrees. You know what? Let's make the Hayab, we, we can make it the Kulalma. How? I'll say that the Mishnah and the Bright is all a banan. How is it a banan? I'll say the Mishnah that said you could trap the Hayah on Yom Tov is talking about Bibar Katan. It was in a Bibar Katan already. Once it's in a Bibar Katan, it's trapped already. No problem. I the Brighta, the Bright is about Bibar Gadol. Okay, but in Masikh Shabbat, Hakamim said if you take an animal and you put it in a Bibar, you Hayav. Yeah, what type of Bibar? Bibar Katan. So therefore, I made the whole situation. According to the banan. So the Gibbara likes that. Now the Gibbara says, Right, once you put it in the Katan, you tzad. You need tzad, you trapped it. That's why Hakamim say, Masechet Shabbat, that when you take a tzvi, and you put it in a house, or a garden, or a hatzir, or a bibar, hayav. Is a bibar? Bibar Katan. Very good. Now the Gemara just asks, Hechi dameh bibar katan, Hechi dameh bibar gadol. Right, now you got to define your terminologies. What's a bibar gadol? What's a bibar katan? Uh, what's, the, uh, what's the measurements? So the Gemara is going to give three measurements. The Rishonim learn, everybody agrees on the size of it. It's just that they're giving different uh, qualifications how to judge it. But really it's all the same, uh, same shi'ur. Amar Avashay, Kolecha dirahit abatra, the first qualification the rabbi says was the Asher. Mm-hmm. If the pen is small enough 
that in one lunge you can catch the animal, that's considered to be barkatan. If it takes you more than one lunge to get the animal, that's bibar gadol. Second qualification. Iname kolehecha diika ukse ukse bibar gadol. Veidach bibar katan. If the pen is not a square, let's say the pen has corners where the animal can can hide out into the corners. Ukse ukse. That's already bibar gadol. Because it's hard to get the animal. You're going to try to get the animal. He's able to, you know, to go into a corner. However, if it doesn't have uh, corners, so then already it's considered bibar katan. Third qualification in a me kolecha de naflet tula de katle ahadade bibar katan veidach bibar gadol. The shade when it's a small pen, so now the shade uh, of the walls they overlap on each other. If you have a big pen, so the shade, let's say, goes halfway on the floor to one side, and then the other side, you know, it doesn't overlap because it's very big. When it's very small, so the shade from the walls overlap on each other. That's tula, tula shade. So basically, the Gemara gives three ramifications to a bibar katan. Number one, you're able to get the animal in one lunge, one shayah. Number two, you're telling me that there's no corners. And number two, you're three, you're telling me that what? That the shade uh, overlaps. So that's why you considered a bibar katan. So that's the way we answered the stira. Bibar katan, bibar gadol. Now, according to this understanding of the Mishnah, let's just try to define what the banshim omigam ni'el would be coming to do. So that she gives us two options what Aban Shem are coming to do. That means Hachamim are coming to say, if it's going to be Bar Katan, Mutar. And Aban Shem are coming to come and say, no. Even the Bar Katan, they don't want you to trap on Yom Tov. Why? Uh, because even the Bar Katan, sometimes you have to ask for equipment. Sometimes you have to say, hey, listen, bring me a... Uh, Bring me a trap. Bring me a net, right? Bring me an item so I can uh, I can trap it. So therefore, the bad goes more machmir than the hachamim. The hachamim said, "What's this going to be bad katan?" That's it. It's trapped already. So the shbag will argue and say, "No, no, sorry, tanakama. If you got to ask for equipment, have a It's not considered trapped. Therefore, it's going to be as usra. But it's being machmir. Or we could say no. The shbag is coming to explain the hachamim. All he's saying is, you should know, not all pens, not all cages were created equally. Uh, if the thing is so small enough where it's, trap, it's trapped already, if not, not. He's just defining how can So again, there's two ways to learn that's back. It is coming to argue on, like we just uh, said from Rashi, or he's coming to define. Good? Okay, now we go further. Comes the Gemara and says, "Rashbag Omer, not all abibarim shabim." Rashbag came along and said, "Not all uh, pens, not all cages are created equal." Amar of Yosef, Amar of Yudam Shimuel, Halacha Kerabi Shimon Ben Gamliel. So, Rav Yudam, the name of Shimuel came along and said, "You know what? We're going to follow Rashbag." For that, the Gemara says, "Amar LeAbaye Halacha." Oh, you tell me the halakha, mikhlal de palige? Who argues on the Rabbanshim Gamaliel? Which means, according to what Abayir learned, Abayir understood, 
Anybody going to argue on Ashbag said? What Ashbag say? Not all pens are equal. Which means, if it's trapped, then you can take it from the pen. If it's not trapped, you can't. Could anybody argue on that principle? Which means for sure, all the rabbis will agree with that klal. Uh, so, Rabbi Yudah you should know, halakha, we're going to take Rashbag. Now, when you say halakha like one rabbi, you imply that other rabbis are arguing. So you got to be careful when you say halakha, halakha, halakha k'rashbag. So, Abayek Kalamat says, who's arguing on this? Who's, uh, anybody else have a different shita? So, Amar Leh, so Rabbi Yudah comes back to Rabbi Yosef and tells him, Umaynav lafka mina. What's the, what do you care? Did I say anything wrong? Which means, am I wrong? If I say halakha k'rashbag, and you tell me, what do you mean? Nobody argues. Good, go check in the halakha Which is, you're coming and knocking me. You tell me, oh, who argues? Hey, did I say anything wrong? Is the halakha like rashbag? Yeah. So you come along and tell me, oh, what do you mean? Who argues on it? Nobody argues on it. So I, I, I'm wrong? To that, Rabbi Yosef said, we don't just make statements. Your statements have to have uh, credibility. You can't just make a statement and say, even though it doesn't really, even though it has a wrong implication, but hey, what's the difference? I didn't uh, say anything wrong. To that, Rabbi Yosef says, your tradition or your halakha that you're saying, what do you want, to make it a song? Which means, what do you just want to sing? What do you mean? When you make a statement, even though the statement might be right, but if it has a wrong implication, you can't come along and answer me back. Oh, I didn't say anything wrong. The bottom line, Allah is correct. Yeah, it's not, you're not singing songs. You're not chirping. Therefore, you make a statement. It's got to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, meaningful. You can't just make statements that are. Uh, see, so trying to tell him, yeah, what are you singing over here? Is that you want to sing songs? Maybe don't uh, say Allah like this. So he got him back. Okay, Zakalah. Now let's understand Rashbag. Rashbag said in the Mishnah, anything that is uh, not trapped, always, always get the law. If it's not trapped, you hayav. Because then when, when you trap it, you're trapping. Anything that is trapped, is mutar. Because it's trapped already, alright? So the Gabbara says, Hechi seda. Well, let's define Rashbag's terminology. What's considered not trapped? Now, seemingly, we answered this question already. Didn't we just explain bibar gadol, bibar katan? Did we give three uh, three interpretations, three requirements? Yes. Either one lunge, or there's no uh, corners, or there's uh, the shades are uh, overlapping. So the Gemara says, "Ask a superfluous question." So that she says, actually, this is just another qualification. She's add this to the list of the opinions of above. Tosfot doesn't like that. Tosfot says, what do you mean? If this is uh, another qualification, <laughs> put it above. What do you mean? Now, 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 now you, you wait until this uh, Gemara over here to start giving you a new uh, qualification to what Bibar Gadol, Bibar Katan is. So Tosfot says, no, no. This now is a di- new discussion. Till now, above the Gemara, the discussion was what's considered to be Bagadu Bibar Katan for animals. Now we're discussing for birds. Because the Mishnah didn't Mishnah talk about two things? Talk about Hayah and off. Mm-hmm. So above the discussion was Hayah. Bibar Gadol, Bibar Katan. Now we're discussing in Tosfot what is the qualification of Seda in a pen for a bird. And Tosfot brings it Hayah. Because you're going to see the Gemara is going to give an answer. And all the questions the Gemara asks are from birds. So you see the discussion was birds. Oh, that's very important. Mahlokat Rashi and the Tosfot. 
אמר רב יוסף, אמר רב יהודה, אמר שמואל, כל שאומר, הווה מצודה ונצודנו. So long as you have to say, bring a trap and we will trap it, it's not considered a trap yet. It's flying around in a pen, right? So long as you've got to get equipment, it's not trapped yet. But you've got to get a net, you've got to get a trap. As long as you've got to say those words, have mitzudav v'nitzodenu, the bird is not trapped, it's going to be asur. What? Trat kebra, so what are you talking about? Amar le'abayeh, ve'a avazim. Avazim are geese. Ve'tan negolim. And chickens. She'omrim have mitzudav v'nitzodenu. You know, to trap those items, you got to ask for equipment. <laughs> and still, Vitanya, Hasad Avazim Vitanigodim, a guy traps geese, chickens, Vione Hardisaot. That's the name of a certain type of dove. Either that's the place that it comes from, or they name them after Hordos. Okay, Hordos was one of the kings. He used to have these, uh, raise these type of birds. So they would call them Yoneh Hardasiot. In any event, what's the common nominator between all these things? Patur. Which means if you trap them uh, on Shabbat, you're going to be Patur. Even, now, uh, normally Patur means Patur Abal Asur. So somebody should even want to learn over here that this Patur over here is an exception. This Patur means Patur Umutar. Because uh, otherwise, that's a suit. What's the question? Tosfot has a different understanding. Tosfot wants to say when it says patur, it means Torah, these items are not subject to trapping. Why? In these cases over here, you have to say, bring me a trap. So the Gemara is asking a question. You just told me if you have to ask for a trap, it's not considered trapped. Here it says, on the contrary, geese, uh, chickens, yone adrasiyot, where you have to say, bring me a trap, and still if you trap them, you're off the hook, you're patur. So you see your, your uh, qualification is not correct. Even bringing a trap, it's considered trapped, right, for your patur. That's the question, it's a head-on question. Don't ask a question from geese. Halalu ba'im l'chluban la'erev. Which means regular birds, not geese and uh, all those other type of stuff. They, oh, actually, actually, geese and all those type of stuff. Uh, geese, birds, uh, what happens about these birds at night, they fly back to their nest or to their cage. On their own, they just they come back to their cage. So these, to the coop, whatever you want to call them. So therefore, these items, even though you have to ask for equipment, it's easy to trap them. Because they're always going to come back to their nest at night. And therefore, in those cases where you have a certain type of bird, like the geese and the chickens, and that's just that come back to their club at night, so therefore there's no uh, tzedah on them. They're considered nitzot. What, what type of birds are we talking about? Non-geese, non-chickens, non-unethers, those type that don't go back to their nest and you have to ask for equipment, that's going to be considered sad. So the haluk is, do they return to their nest at night? If they return to their nest at night, that's easy to trap them. Even though you got to ask for equipment. Okay? Now the Gemara says, hold it. Yoneshovach are the doves that are in the shovach, in the uh, dove coats. Aliyah. Uh, those are the doves that are on the, uh, you know, the wild doves. Okay? 
Debaim Nechluban Na'erif. They also, every night, they go back to their uh, cages. Vetanya, but it says in the Braita, Hatsad Yoneshovach. A guy that traps doves from the dovecote. Viyone Aliyah. And these doves that are, you know, flying all over the place, they're from the attics or from the uh, high places. Vitsipurim, or birds. Shikininu Betapihim, Bebirot, Hayav. What is Sipurim Shikinu Betapihim? So that she tells us that um, they used to have different, like, uh, pieces of uh, pottery or things like that they used to put on top of the roofs, on top of the walls, let's say, of the city. And these birds would come and sit on these, uh, you know, jars and stuff like that. So they call them sipurim <coughs> of the shikaninu that rest, but the pihim on the uh, on the uh, charred on the on the pottery on, on all these items. In any event, all these items have something in common. What's in common? If you trap them, they are hayav. Even though they all go to their nest at night. So we're asking a question on the answer. You told me, I said, have a rule. If they return every night to their nest, even though you got to ask for equipment, it's trapped already, it's easy, it's no brain, it's easy to trap them. Oh yeah? I'll bring you a case of all these type of birds that fact to be told. They do go back to their club at night. And still, what does it say? Hayab, if you trap them. That's the answer. Ela amara baba Halalu ba'im nechluban na'erev u'mizunotan alecha. Halalu ba'im nechluban na'erev ve'emizunotan alecha. Same answer, but he adds one more plot. These geese that we talked about, these chickens, these yonehadrasiyot, right, you hold those uh, type of doves. Definitely they come back at night to the dovecote, to the, to the nest. But even more so, you're obligated to feed them. <coughs> and since you're obligated to feed them, that makes them easier to master. Because they're dependent on you. Because you got to feed them. So therefore, once they're in the, 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 the cult over there, and they're dependent on you to feed them, so therefore, they're not going anywhere. And therefore, that's considered trap. Mashek and those other birds, yes, they go back to the dove court at night. But since you're not obligated to feed them, where do they get their food from? They get their food from uh, other sources, from the fields. So they fly away to other places. So you know they go back to the dove coat. They don't need you. They don't need you. Therefore, it's not considered trap. So we're making a haluk even in birds that come back to the, to the dove coat at night. Depends if you're obligated to feed them or not. Right? Second answer. The Mori Amar. Hani avidi l'ribuye, fehani lo avidi l'ribuye. L'ribuye means they slip out of your hands. Even when you grab it, you know, they, they, stay, they, they, they fly away, which means when it comes to the geese and the chickens and the yone adrasiyot, those I don't slip out of your hands. They go, they go back to their, uh, their, their, their uh, cage at night, to their nest. And once they're in the nest and you, you grab them, you can grab them, you, you catch them. But Sheikin, the other ones, even though they go back to their nest, they, they slip away. So the Gemaraz is holding on to that. What are you talking about? All birds slip out of your hands. What does that mean? It's chicken. You grab a chicken, just uh, stays there? You make a difference. No, these birds, they, uh, they slip out. These birds don't slip out. What are you talking about? All birds uh, slip out. No, no, you misunderstood. 
לחנובן כאמרינן דעבידי לרבויה. So look at uh, Rashi, second wide line. לחנובן, I meant in their nest, in their cage. עביד לרבויה. פורחין עד קינן. Both birds, they fly to their nest. וצריך לעלות אחריהם. Then you gotta go to the nest and catch them, right? וגם שם נשמתים ממנו ויורדים. Which means... There are certain birds, even in their nest, every bird flies away. We go, go try to catch them, it's going to fly away. But the, let's say, the uh, geese and the chickens and the yuradrasiyot, once they get into their nest, that's it, then they're ready, they're either catchable. They're not going to slide on the end. However, the other ones, even though they go to their nest, now go try to catch them, they're going to... In the, in the nest themselves. They're going to go up and down, they're going to go out of the hands. So therefore that's another way to answer the question that even when they go back to the nest, it's a difference if they slide out or not. So that's the ramification of Rajbag when he said, if it was Mehosar Seda, not Mehosar Seda, which means by, by, according to the Tosfot, by animals, we gave already three qualifications. What's a big pen? What's a small pen? What's a big pen? What's a small pen? When it comes to birds, we also gave a qualification. Birds, you have to know, to be considered trapped, either it means that they have to just fly to the nest at night, if they fly to the nest at night, you've got to support them, you've got to feed them, even though you've got to ask for equipment. Just even though you got to say, hey, bring me a uh, trap, doesn't matter, they're trapped already, no problem. According to the second answer, no. They got to go to the to the nest, and that's for sure. But they have to be a type of bird that once they're in the nest, they're catchable. They don't uh, they don't slide through the guy's hands. Okay, now we go to the next mission. Matniti, mitsudot hayavaof, vidagim. Now we talk about traps, the traps themselves. Mitsudot, you have the traps of hayavaof, of animals, of uh, chickens, birds. Dagin, fish. Shasa'an me'erev yom tov. You set the trap up from before yom tov. We know you can't trap on yom tov. That's a sur. So what you do? You set the trap up on the floor, you know, before yom tov. Lo yitol mehim bi yom tov. Now it comes on yom tov. You see, you caught stuff. You got an animal in there. You cannot take from that animal unless elam ken yodaya shinitzodu me'erev yom tov. Unless you know it's trapped before Yom Tov, which means stuff that's trapped on Yom Tov, the Gemara's of Nishdad Rashita's Mukseh. So it wasn't in your mind. This, this, this animal now was in the middle of the field. When it went into Yom Tov, Mukseh, you couldn't trap it. Now it's on Yom Tov, it went into your trap. Everybody's going to hold this item is considered Mukseh. Yadat was not on the animal. However, if you can ascertain that the animal was trapped from before Yom Tov, we'll see how you know that. The only way you can know it is you got to go before Yom Tov, and you see uh, that you had goods in there. You saw that the uh, the, the trap uh, caught something. That already it's mutar. Now the Gemara brings the Mishnah brings a story. Benochriyahad was a goy. Shevi dagim Rabban Gamliel Yom Tov. He brought a fish. So Rabban Gamliel says ve'amar mutarim him. So you know what? These fish mutar to eat them. But you know what? I don't like this guy. My enemy. I don't want to receive it. it. Happens to be I don't like the guy, so I'm not taking them. But the fish themselves, butar. What do you mean? This goes against what we just said. Seemingly, the fish were trapped on Yom Tov. We just said something that's trapped on Yom Tov's You can't eat it. You can't do it. Here, the brings a story right after you bring me the halakha to contradict 
What I just said. So the Rebbe gave us first question. Maaseh store? Are you bringing me a contradiction from a story to contradict the halakha that you just said? You just told me in the Mishnah, hey, anything that's caught on Yom Tov, Asur. Maaseh, what Rabban Gamliel, so the Goy brought him the fish, and what does he say? Rabotai, this fish is mutar. What do you mean fish is mutar? We just talked a second ago that if it's strapped on Yom Tov, it's Asur. You bring me Maaseh, the store? So the Gemara says, The Mishnah is missing words. You got to put one more line before you get to the story. Safek Muchan Asur Verabban Gamliel Matir. Comes out there's two laws in our Mishnah. The first law in the Mishnah is Vadai. If it's Vadai caught on Yom Tov, Asur. What about Safek? You don't know. You get the, the trap on Yom Tov, you see the animals there. And for some reason you have a sefik. When did the animal get trapped? Did it get trapped uh, today? Did it get trapped today? That's sefik mukham. So the Mishnah wants to say, in the Hasurim Mehzarana, we don't have this in our text, but the Mishnah is Hasurim Mehzarana, what's sefik mukham? Asur as well. And to that, Rabban Gamliel says, nah, when the goy brought him the fish, he had a sefik. I don't know when it was trapped. Maybe the guy trapped it yesterday. Maybe the guy trapped it today. And therefore, you know, said from the law, mutar. Because I hold sefik mukhan, mutar. That's the subject. So he's not contradicting uh, the previous law. So he comes along and says, you should know that Allah does not follow. We're going to hold Safik Mukhan Asur. Some say that when Rabbi Yudamar Aswin said it's halakha, it was not said on the Mishnah. It was said on the following case. What's the case? Netanya was said on the Braita. Safik Mukhan. Oh, exactly our case. Safik Mukhan. You have a Safik. Rabban Gamliel Matir. Rabbi Yoshua Osir. Amar Rabbi Yudamar Shimuel. Halakha Rabbi Yoshua. So either text is saying the same thing. The first text is saying, in halakha kereban gamliel. The second text is saying, halakha kerebi Yoshua. Because in the Brayta we have an opinion. We have Rebbe Yoshua. So therefore he says, halakha kerebi Yoshua. Now, third version. Some say that the Yudash Shemuel state was said on the following case. Betanya, we have a Brayta. Shohatin minan nigarin biyom tov. What is nigarin? So, this is a, a bibar, also a type of a cage. But in the cages themselves, they had like a streams of water, furrows of water that used to go through the, the cages, I guess so the animal could drink. So these furrows of water were called nigarin. So they, they would call the whole pen nigarim al-shem, the streams of water. Now, shuhatinu nigarin biyom tov. Why? Because according to this opinion, it's trapped already. Like we learned in Amishnah. Once it's in the, in the cage, there's no trapping already. Aval, lo mina reshatot u mina machmorot. But not from the nets and not from the traps. Which means, on Yom Tov, you come to the uh, trap, you don't know when was this uh, trap? There was a trap today, was a trap from right. yesterday. Safik, what is the Brayta telling you? Keep away from it. Rabbi Shimon bin Azar Omer. So the Bishwa says, no, he has a different law, he says like this. Which means like this. 
How do they set up these traps? So the sheet tells us they used to take a trap, a long trap. It used to be maybe half a meal long. It wasn't a small well, thing, or maybe a meal long even, that she says. A net. They spread it out all the way in the field. Okay? Now, you come on Erev Yom Tov, you want to check if you caught anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, you can't check the whole net. It's a, it's a meal long. So you, you don't see any animals in the net. But what do you see? Where you're standing, the net moved. You know you set it up straight. Right? Now you see it, it's out of place. That must mean there's an animal at the other end. Because what happened when the animal gets into the net, he wants to get out. Mm-hmm. So what does he do? He starts to he starts to jiggle, he starts to move. So what does that do to the straight net that was on the ground? It takes it out of shape. So therefore, the Bishwaza says, listen, if you went before Yom Tov and you checked the net on the ground, and it's Mikulkal, what's Pshat Mikulkal? It moved. Biyadua, there must be an animal at the other end. Now on Yom Tov, when you get this, hey, there's an animal in there. So, hey, this is an animal already was from yesterday, right? Because my net already gave it away. My net already uh, was mochiach. That what? That there was something. What does that mean? You came out of Yom Tov. You came out of Yom Tov. So therefore the net was ruined already. There's an animal in there already. It's no problem. Now, Ba'um Sa'amikul Kalim Be'yom Tov. But say the guy doesn't show up till Yom Tov. Right? Which is, he came before Yom Tov, the net was straight. straight. Now he comes on Yom Tov, he sees the net is all out of, uh, out of, uh, out of the alignment. So that's according to the Bishimon Ben Elazar. Okay? So now, the Gebra says, wait. The Bishimon Ben Elazar, your statement does not make any sense. Why? The implications of your statement are contradictory. Why? Let's speak it out. Give it us. Amar, you said, The guy, when he checked the net on Erev Yom Tov and you found that it was not aligned, it was Mikulkal, So then you know it was Erev Yom Tov, therefore it's going to be Mutar. Don't leave it why it's Mutar, because you checked. And you know what's Bikulkal. Hasifika Asurin. But if you have a Safik, meaning you didn't check, Safik is going to be Asur. It's only Mutar because you checked. Mm. Huh? But Safik, Asur. That's the implication of the first case. Now let's go to the next case. Emasefa. Ba umsa'an mikulkalin biyom tov. If you found that they were mikulkal on yom tov itself, biyadua should be yom tov nitzodu. Then you know for a fact that it was trapped on yom tov. It was going to be asur. So what's the implication? Tama deba umsa'an mikulkalin. The only reason why it's asur because you know you checked and you found it's mikulkal, implying hasefeka me'erev yom tov nitzodu mutarim. But if you have a sefek, I'll say it's me'erev yom tov mutar. So therefore, the, the, the implications contradict each other. The first case is what? What's the case of Mutar? The case of Mutar is Dafka. If you know, you checked on Erev Yom Tov, you saw the, uh, the, 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 the Mitzudah moved. Mutar, imply if you're Safek, Asur. Very good. Next case. What's the case where it's Asur? When you went on Yom Tov, you saw that the... Uh, uh, the uh, net moved, then it's a suit. Implying that if you have a safek, mutar. Yes. Make up your mind. Is safek mutar or safek a suit? So the Gebra answers, no, 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 no. Learn the statement of Rashba, the Bishwam and Azar, like this. Hakika Amar. Ba umsa'an mikul kadim mi'erev yom tov. 
If you found on Erev Yom Tov that the net moved, that is Mikulkal, Biyadua Shime Erev Yom Tov Nitzodu Mutarim. Beautiful. Then you know for a fact it was trapped on Erev Yom Tov, therefore it's Mutar. Hasefeka. If you have a Safek, now watch how he reads the Brayta. Naasa Kemishi Nitzodu Biyom Tov Asurim. The second case of the Brayta that says if you found it on Yom Tov itself, where you vadai, that it's Asur, Safik is equal to that. Which means, make the implication from the first part of the Mishnah, and say, Tafka on Yom, Erev Yom Tov, when you found it, and you know for a fact that the animal was trapped on Erev Yom Tov, that's Mutar. Ha-Safik? A Safik is equal to knowing that it was trapped on Yom Tov. And therefore, there's only two cases. There's the Vadai case on Erev Yom Tov, which is Mutar, and then a Safik and Yom Tov is equal. And therefore it's going to be Asur. Oh, so what do you see over here? According to the Bisham on Benel Azar, he clearly says, Safek Mukhan is Asur. And on that, Amar Rabbi Yudabar Shemuel, Halakha Kerebisham Benel Azar. So therefore, basically, we had three different versions where Rabbi Yudabar Shemuel said his law. Either he said his law on Amishnah, in Halakha Keraban. Or he said it on the Braita. Halakha Kirbi Yoshua. Or he said it on this Braita. Halakha Kirbi Yoshua. But basically he said the same thing in all three cases. What did he say? Safik Mukhan Asur. Again, let, let, let's understand what Safik Mukhan means. You don't know. When was this animal prepared? Was it, was it caught from before Yom Tov? Was it caught? On Yom Tov, if you know what's caught before Yom Tov, it's caught. Mutar, Adrabas, Mitzvah, go slower with the Yom Tov. If you know who's caught on Yom Tov, Vadaya Sur. We have a case over here, we don't know. What was the trap? Was it trapped before? Was it trapped after? A contributor Shemuel, Safek, Mukhan, Asur. Now we have to analyze Asur what? So the Gibara says Vamar Mutarime. Now Rabban Gamliel held Safek Mukhan Mutar. Remember the case of the fish? The goy came to the bank of Nila on the Yom Tov with the fish. I brought him the fish. Hakam, uh, here's the fish over here. He said, the truth of the matter is, Menadin, Mutar. Now, what do you mean? It's a Safek. So what? He holds Safek, Mukhan, Mutar. But now the Kabbalah wants to know, when he said Mutar, Mutar to do what? Well, there's two options. Either Mutar means that they waived the laws of Mukse on these islands. Meaning you could, you could deal with them, but you can't eat them. Or no, maybe mutar means mutar. Mutar is uh, how far did they go on this safik mukhan? Did they just wave mukse? Right, but you can't slaughter it. Not slaughter because it's a fish, but you can't. uh, The same thing would be by an animal. You're right. Or do we say no? When we say safik mukhan, safik mukhan mutar, mutar, the gamlet. That's the gemara's she'ela over here. So the gemara says mutarim lemai for what? Rav Amar Mutarim de Kabel. Rav said, no, 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 no. It's only Mutar to receive them. But we're not letting you. No, we didn't go that far. Muksez, Rabbanan, okay, we'll let you Safik Mukar. Okay, you can deal with them. But to eat them, uh, that's already too much. The Levi Amar Mutarim de Akhila. Levi says, what are you talking about? Once we matir it, Mutar, Mutar de Akhila. Now let's try to give our story over here. Amar Rav. Rav says you should not rule. Never leave the Bet Midrash even for a small moment. 
Because what happens? There's always Hadushim said in the Bet Midrash. You're going to leave the Bet Midrash, <coughs> there might be a retraction, and you're going to get the early halakha, and once you leave, the rabbis might change their mind, and now you're going to be, you're going to have the old news. You're not going to know the updated the version. Why? Because what, what happened? So that's exactly what happened when it came to this. We were, me and my colleague Levi, we were in the Bet Midrash with Rabbi, Rabbi Nova Kadosh. When he was talking about the Salaka of Safek Mukhan, Mutar, and all that, he was explaining what the ramifications are. Be'urta at night, and when we're learning at night with the rabbi, Amar Mutarim Ba'akhila. He said Mutarim Ba'akhila. We all heard him say Mutarim Ba'akhila. Levi also heard him say Mutarim Ba'akhila. Be'safra, but in the morning, Amar Mutarim Le'kabel. He changes the opinion. In the morning he said, I retract. When I say Mutarim, I only mean Mutarim Le'kabel to receive, meaning it's not Mukseh. Anada have I bet midrash. I was in the bet midrash in the morning. Hadribi, I retracted from my statement. That's why my statement was mutarim lekabel because I heard Rabbi's retraction. Levi de lo have I bet but Levi that didn't hear a retraction lo hadarbe. He didn't retract. That's why Levi said mutarim lechol. So Rab says, hey, that's what you get for, for missing uh, missing Seder in the Bet Midrash. He's on the old uh, the old version. He missed the uh, retraction of Rabbi. So now the Gemara says like this. Meti the Gemara has a question. The Gemara has a question. Nochri shevi doron di Yisrael. Go, he brings a gift to Yisrael. Okay. Afilu dagim hamifulamin. Uh, that she says they're fresh fish, moist, mefudamin, fresh fish like. Uperot bene yoman, and fruit that was just picked today on Yom Tov, mutarim, mutarim. It doesn't say mutarim for what? It just says mutarim. So the Gemara says, Bishta malamadamar mutarim the kabel shapir. If you want to go according to the opinion that says it's non mukseh, right? That's what was Rav's opinion, right? Mutarim. Okay, so it's telling you you can receive them. But according to the opinion that said you can eat them, perot yuman misharu Hold it, perot that we picked today, you can't eat them. How can you say that? Just the class, hold it. With the tamech, perot yuman misharu betultul. What do you mean? Perot that we picked today. By the way, everybody agrees is mukseh also. The only time the rabbis had a machloket mukseh and all this was on sefik mukham. But the Gemara says this question. Now, I'll tell you a question. Gemara had a case. Goy brought fresh fruit picked today, fresh fish picked and you know, caught today. And what did the Gemara say? Mutarim. So you want to, if you want to say mutarim, meaning it's not mukseh, eh, we hear. But if you say mutarim, they call. Ah, could you have? Uh, how could you eat it? Gemara, what are you talking about? Even according to the mukseh rabbi, how could you deal with it? The only time it was matir mukseh was on. The Safik, he wasn't Matir Mukseh on the, on the Vada'i. I mean, this, this blight has a question, by the way, on all opinions. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what the case is? Bechavre de Adime. We're talking about literally red fish, which means it still looks fresh when it's red. Yeah, you look under the gills, you see it's still red. It looks like, but it really was not. When you take a closer look, you really notice it was it was yesterday. trapped yesterday. But it has a impression that it was picked today. Mm. And what? 
the vegetable, the, the fruit that they brought, the fruit were mixed with vegetables. When you yeah. mix the fruit and the vegetables, it keeps them fresh. So therefore, it gives the impression that they were fresh, but they really weren't. Now, Vamai Karelu Bnei Yoman. So what, what do you mean? But it said they brought them uh, picked today. No, Shehen Ke'en Bnei Yoman. It means it looks like they were picked today. Now let's go back to the story now. So they brought fruit. They brought fruit and fish that was really picked yesterday. And what is the Gemara saying? Goy bar mutarim. Yesterday's fish, that the hadush, yesterday's fish. So that she says the hadush is over here, marit ayin. Because here, this is not stam fish. This fish over here, to most people, looks like it was caught today. It looks beautiful, the redness. This fruit over here, since the guy brought it with the vegetables mixed up, it kept its freshness. So the Hidush, the way that she learns over here is, you might have thought that in this case over here, since it looks like pick today, that we should be all said it. Kamashmalan. No. Kamashman that this fish over here is mutarim. Now, according to Rashi, mutarim over here would mean mutarim even. Bachira. Yesterday's, uh, yesterday's goods. That's the way that she learns. Okay, so the Mishnah is going like, the Bible is going like everybody. And therefore, mutal de echol, hidush, yeah, hidush. Because items that look like it's fresh, kamashmalan, if it's really not, you don't got to worry about many times. Tosfot has a different understanding over here. Tosfot says, no, 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 no. These fish over here were actually sephic. They looked fresh. But if you look closely, no, you know what? Maybe, maybe they're yesterday's. So therefore, this is a classic case of sephic muhan. And therefore, this braita that says mutarin can only be going like Rabban Gamliel. Because Rabban Gamliel that said sephic muhan, mutar. So therefore, the Gemara originally thought it was picked today. Pick today, pick today should be asked to to everybody. He says, nah, we don't know for sure it's picked today. How come we don't know for sure? Because he preserved them. So you don't know, maybe it's preserved from yesterday. So the bright is only going according to the tzafot, according to Rabban, how to learn this case. Let's just continue one step further. Amar Papa Hilcheta. Halakha. A goy brings a gift on Yom Tov to a Jew. <coughs> now there can be two problems. The two problems you got to deal with with the goy is number one, he picked it on Yom Tov. Let's say it's fruit. Picked it on Yom Tov, you got a problem. Problem number two, he brought it outside of the tomb. Now you know there's certain boundaries where Jews allowed to walk on Yom Tov as well as Shabbat. You're not allowed to receive stuff that was brought outside of your tomb. So now, whenever you get a gift from a goy, you got to ascertain these two problems. Number one, when was it picked? And number two, where did it come from? Did it come out of the zone? So the Gemara says, <laughs> If that fruit that he brought you, that species, if it's still in the field, which is if those, that type of fruit is still in the field, meaning it wasn't harvested totally yet, if that, let's say it's the uh, tomatoes he brought you, right? If there's still tomatoes in the field, so you got to assume he picked it today, because it's, uh, it's still in the field. Asur. Right? It's going to be Asur. Now, Ule'erev Asurin. Now, after the holiday also, the holiday's over now. Since it's also Asur. Why? Bekhtashi Asur. 
you have to wait the time until it takes to pick it, because otherwise you're going to have Hana'ah. Now, that's the way Rashi understands. Rashi understands like this. When we say Bikhdesh Yasu, what does it mean Bikhdesh Yasu? Now, let's say we're talking about in Galut, there's two days of Yom Tov. Alright? The Goy came on the first day of Yom Tov. Right, and now after he comes on the first day of Yom Tov, ah, I brought you tomatoes. You say, hold it, there's still tomatoes in the field. Oh, he picked this today. Love so it. that she said, you know what Bechdesh Yasub means? Motza'ei Yom Tov Rishon. You're going into the second night of Yom Tov. Just wait the amount of time that it takes to pick the tomato, and you can eat it on the second night of Yom Tov. Hey, Rashi, it's still Yom Tov. What's the, what's the logic? Very simple. If the first day of Yom Tov uh-huh. is Yom Tov, so now tonight already is whole. So therefore, that she doesn't want you to benefit from Yom Tov work, right? I didn't benefit from Yom Tov. I waited the amount of time that I could have picked it myself, and therefore it's mutar. And if tonight is Yom Tov, he picked it on whole. Picked it on whole mutar. Now that's the shishita. The she says that the rabbis argue on him. Incidentally, Tosfot argues on Nashi. Tosfot holds when it says, Bikhdesh Yasu, it means you have to wait till the time is permissible to do work. Bikhdesh Yasu. When is the time that it's permissible to do work? The second night. And Nashi, and the Tosfot brings a very good proof. Because Tosfot <laughs> says against Nashi like this Tosfot says, hey Nashi, your whole logic is what? You don't want to have benefit. For the menacha that was done on Yom Tov, right? That's that's the that's the she's uh, logic, right? Hold it, but there's a halacha that says if somebody, let's say, cooks on Shabbat b'shogeg, all right? I mistake, he cooked it. Mutar to eat. Uh, what do you mean? You having benefit from uh, something that was uh, menacha was done on uh, Shabbat? And therefore, you see that that cannot always be the reason. The odd things where menacha was done on Yom Tov, and still it is permissible. And there, Tosfut has another host of questions. So therefore, you have to remember the Mahlokot over here, Rashi Tosfut. Rashi learns, Bechdesh Yasu, Motzei Yom Tov Rishon. Tosfut is Motzei Yom Tov Shini. Now it's interesting to note that Rashi writes, and we can read it inside together. Look at, uh, and, and Rashi bought it, one of his proofs is from the egg. The famous case of the egg, Nolad Bezeh, Mutar Bezeh. Why? Because we say, if the first day is all, then they're all. Then it's the first day of all, now it's all. It's okay. So that she just look at the bottom. One, two, three, four lines from the bottom, the bottom Nashi. I found from Rabbeinu Gershom, the light of the exile, great rabbi. I found like he's going like me. Right? Tosfot says that's Germiza. Okay? And he says, There was a great rabbi that came from Rome. He was Zakin Yosef Mishiva, who smelled of Clonimus. His name was Rav Clonimus, Ubaki Becholashas. And he was an expert in Shas, Vehora Ken. And he ruled like me, and then he argued on the Tosafot. And therefore, it was that Jesus said, listen, I got, uh, I got support. To say what? That when it says, Bechdesh Yasu, it means on Motza'eh, Yom Tov, Arishon. Now, the Gemara just concludes and says, Now, let's say, that species is not in the field. So therefore, if it's not in the field anymore, you could assume that it was picked 
yesterday. Right? That field, that, no, nobody's picking today. That, that field, this crop already was uh, gone. Now what's the only problem you have left? Tum. So the Gemara says, mutar. If you can ascertain that he brought it within the tom, mutar. Now the Gemara says, the last Hiddush. If let's say the Goy brought it outside the tomb, it's outside the tomb for this Jew. The Gemara says, well this Jew cannot benefit, but you know what? For another Jew that he didn't bring it for, Mutar. That she comes along and says, what in the world could the reason be? The law is on Shabbat. If a goy does melacha for a Jew, everybody's a sutabana from the melacha. A Jew turns a goy turns on a light for this Jew. Nobody can benefit from the light. And therefore, here it's saying, listen, he did melacha, he brought it outside the tomb. You know what? For Mr. A that he brought it for a suit. But for Mr. B, mutar. That she says, what's the reason? Look at that she inside. Top line. Lo shamati ta'am mikubal bedavar. I ain't got a good reason. Ti'imishum mukseh. If it's Mukseh, it was outside the Thomas Mukseh, it was Mukseh for everybody. Since the whole law of Tehum is Rabbanan. So it's enough that the rabbis forbade it for the guy that it was brought for. But to say it for another Jew on Tehum, which is only the Rabbanan, that she wants to say it'll be Mutar. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen.